Welcome to another episode of DLS Central. Damon in the house, and we're talking NFL. We're also going to uh, talk some baseball, some NBA. We got Crown Jewel coming up this Saturday. Um, so there's a lot that we need to break down. But as always, we start in the NFL. And hey, guess what? The Browns actually won. <laughs> I didn't pick them because... When you when you see when you when when you watch those past few games and the trajectory that they were on, um, we we lost games we should have won. Um, and with the Bengals starting to return form, I just didn't see it. I didn't see it going the Browns' way. I mean, we we blow a game to the Ravens. We should have beat the Ravens, and it's like that that match was like, man, we really needed that one. And so it's like we can't beat the Ravens. Um, when they're not playing their best, I didn't think our odds were good against uh, the the Bengals, and then we got killed by the Patriots. And when when I felt like that was a game where we should have matched up better um, than we did against Baltimore, but the Browns they 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 came out and we we do pretty good on those primetime games. So they, they came out and they took care of business. They jumped up on the Bengals from the start and they just, they, they kept it up. The Bengals tried to get frisky in the fourth quarter, but for the first time in a long time, the Browns actually did, did, did not allow them to um, get any major momentum. And so, um, and, and that way it was, a it stayed a blowout. So the, the good news for the Browns is they're not out of it yet. They really needed that win to to keep them at least in the hunt because again they're they're in the thick of their schedule and it's not it's not like they're um they have it easy this November, but getting a win getting a, a win against uh, Cincinnati really helps. And so now the Browns are third in the AFC North. Um Bengals dropped to 4 and 4, Baltimore's at 5 and 3. Uh, I think Baltimore's going to take that division at this point, but at least the Browns aren't out of it. Um they're but I think that they're um they're also not in it either. Um uh, especially when you consider the landscape of the other teams. There's a lot of good teams and I just I just don't think that um if we're talking playoffs, I don't think that they're playing well enough um to make the playoffs. And if by chance they do make the playoffs, it's like, yeah, I feel like they would be the team where, okay, we can say we made the playoffs, but we're gonna get bounced in the first round and in a wild card situation. And that really doesn't it doesn't move the needle if you're really trying to say we're ready for um, like we're actually trying to contend, if you get beat in the first round, you just, it's just like uh, in a wild card situation. It's just, no, you're, you're, you're a couple of pieces away. You're a couple of, um, of, 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 of better game plans away from actually being a contender, but you're just, you're not a legit contender. Um, it's like now there are certain teams. There are certain times where it's like a team can surprise you. Like every time the Giants uh, won the Super Bowl, they were 
They were road warriors. Um, they weren't expected to win those games that they did, but they found a way to to win it, and it made them a dangerous team because all they need to do is get in. They they they're they're sleeping giants, uh, and I'm talking about those teams where uh, you know with Eli. But it's like in those in those seasons they were sleeping giants, but then when they found a way to get into the playoffs, the giant awoke, and then next thing you know they're winning the Super Bowl uh, because they're they're just finding a way to win. It's like without motivation, the Giants stay asleep. Uh, but if they have motivation, like, hey, we actually got a chance, then that's when they'll actually wake up and play good. Um, and when you look at the Browns, I don't think that they're that kind of team. <laughs> and so I, I I think they'll be competitive all year. We get Deshaun Watson back in December, so we'll see how that works. I'm not expecting much from that either because, again, the guy hasn't played – half the season and he just started being allowed to get back into the facility and and get into meetings I don't know what his reps are looking like uh you know and so it, it's hard to to project realistically if he'll have a major impact because he's been out and and he he's got to get back into football rhythm get got to get back in actual football kind of like shape um it's, it's just I I don't like it. Again, y'all know me. I would prefer that he set out uh, the this whole first year because again, we're not we're we're not making a serious push uh, considering what's going on. So just just let it be what it is. Let the season go by. Keep Jacoby in there. Uh, Jacoby isn't. Uh, yeah, he he lost us some games, but he also won us some games. Just allow uh allow Jacoby to do some things, and hey, maybe even uh, in the last couple of games, get a give the rookie Dobbs a shot. Let's see what you know. Give him some reps with the first team, so that you actually have three quarterbacks in your rotation that have actually got some game experience um, with the first team, and so that that way everybody can be on the same page with the system because. In today's NFL, we're in the any given Sunday zone. And, and I say that and when I talk about the any given Sunday zone, I'm referencing uh, how how Willie Beeman got on the field. Willie Beeman was the third string quarterback. Of course, we're talking about a movie, but this can this has happened in in the NFL in, in pro in in, uh, in at the collegiate level and at the pro level. First starting quarterback gets hurt. He just, the uh, the backup comes in, uh, and it probably would be back to back like uh, in the movie. But the backup quarterback gets hurt, <laughs> and so now you need the third string to come in. And the third string, even though he'll know really what he's doing, he's out there and he's getting those reps, and he starts to show promise. Um, but it's again, you never know until you get into that kind of situation. And in today's league, where the defense is getting is getting faster and faster, the and the offensive line can't can't block effectively, um, especially if they're weak. We there there are opportunities that have happened this year uh, where you're down to your third string quarterback. And he's got to make something happen. Bailey Zappi for the Patriots 
what is in the any given Sunday zone because Mac went down and then uh, Hoyer went down. And so now Zappy was up and Zappy was like, hey, Zappy's not bad. It's like Mac's back. But now you actually have a um, a interesting slight QB controversy because Mac hasn't necessarily been playing well. Belichick might want to roll the dice and say, hey, you know what? Mac, you're not. You don't have it this year. We're gonna let. We're gonna let Zappy, uh, you know, do some things. Get him some more reps with the first team, and then next year, you guys are gonna have a legit competition to see who's gonna who's gonna beat out the other, and whoever wins the job wins the job. It's it's like that, but again, you have to you 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 don't know what you have in your reserves. Unless you put them in those game situations, I personally believe that you should you should have all of your uh, your your backup QBs get some kind of game experience during the season, um, especially if you know that you're not going to make the playoffs. Like I can see if you're contending um, and and you want to just. You know, and you want to keep things going. You can't really afford to do that. But if you're not, <laughs> if you're not contending, like if you're one in five, not one in five, but if you're, um, yeah, like if you're one in six, like the Lions, one, in, you know, two and two and uh, and five. At this point, you got to know you're not making the playoffs. If you're the Jags, if you're the Lions, you're not making the playoffs. Let, let's let's give some of your reserves some game experience so that you can see what you have uh, that just in case anything goes down, at least those backups, they know they know what it's like to play with the first team. They, they're able to get some some chemistry together. They're able to uh, to to figure out what uh, if they're a quarterback and they're um, and they're looking for receivers, they're able to kind of see what the receivers need, what they like, um, what spots they are, how, you know, where to get it to the running back and, and, and what you need to do in those situations and how to, how to work with the line. It's like, they need those reps. So I would get them in there. Um, cause you never know what can happen. You got to find a way to work it in. If you're blowing out a team and you are a contender and it's like, 35 to 7 or or uh <laughs> or you're in the 40s and they're in the and they're in the uh like the like the teens and it's like 4 minutes to go in the game get your backup in there get get your third string guy in there let let's see what they have that way you with the first team so you can you you can really assess um moving forward how like what what other things that you have at your disposal in the in the uh event that something unfavorable happens so where you get into the any given Sunday zone. So that's my rant on that. I don't know how we got started off that with the Browns, but I'm glad the Browns won. Uh, it keeps them in it and um it's good it's got to give them a shot of confidence uh moving forward to like hey, you know what? We actually um, aren't going to just roll over. Uh, we're we're going to see what happens. So that is that. We got uh, another thing that that happened was the Jets and the Giants both lost, <laughs> and they were they were they were both teams were in those games. Like they were the they the Jets lost a tough one to the Patriots, uh, but it felt like the Patriots were always in control of that game. It never felt like the Jets were in control of the game, and. Um, 
Again, Belichick, he's just he's taking what he can get. If he can get three, he'll take those three. He's not necessarily he's not gambling a whole lot because he knows that they need all the points that they can get. It's because they're not necessarily a a uh, super talented team offensively. So if they get any field position to where they can score, he's going to take it. And it's been working. And then when they can get in the end zone, it's actually building momentum. And the good thing about the Patriots is they, they play good defense. So uh, they, they're going to take away what the Jets like to do. And, and being as though the Jets are, are, are banged up, especially losing Brees Hall for the year, that allows Belichick to take away a little bit more from the Jets. It was still a competitive game. It was close. They only won by five, but... Um, it was a tough loss for the Jets. And then the Giants. Giants got beat uh, in Seattle by the Seahawks. And I, I really want to say that um, that the it, it's not like the Giants are sorry. It's just it was hard to truly assess them and say, oh, they're good. It's like, but, but Seattle was a really good test for them because I believe Seattle actually is good. Um, they're, they're playing really good cohesive football on both ends and, um, they're putting up points like they when you look at their point totals for, for the season so far, they're putting up a lot of points. They put up 27, uh, week eight, they put up 37 in week seven. If you go back to week six, they put up 19, which was low, but they were playing the Cardinals, but they still beat the Cardinals, which I didn't think that they were going to do. Um, and then they, they put up 32 in a loss to the Saints. That was a pretty high scoring game, but they're, they're scoring. They, they're getting anything that they want from a scoring perspective. They put up 48 against the Lions on, uh, on the second of October. Um, when you look at week three, what they do in week three, in week three, they lost to the Falcons, but they put up 23. So it's like they're 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 scoring in that 19 and above range. Um, and so you're you're going to have which means that you have to play the Seahawks. The only game that they got dominated was that 49ers game. And that was they lost that 27 to seven in week two. Uh, and so that 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 game, they really didn't. um didn't do what they would have liked to do in that in that week. And then uh let's see what else what else happened. And so for in that first week in week one they uh they beat the Broncos seventeen to sixteen. So they've been scoring and their their scoring has gotten better and he got consistent and you gotta give Geno props because Gino is running that offense really well. Um, we we didn't expect him to be able to do that, but he's looking great and he's gonna he's gonna need to keep that 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 momentum going. You know, he said he didn't write him back and he's showing that he didn't write him back. But they're five and three and legit contenders uh in the league this year. And so when we look at what they're looking like going forward, they gotta play the cards again uh this weekend, then they go to the Bucks. Then Raiders, so and then they got the Rams. So this stretch of football is going to be interesting, and it's not like after they uh they come out of that stretch in November that it's that uh it's it doesn't kind of let up because again they got they go Panthers they can beat the Panthers, but then they got to play the Niners 
and the Chiefs back to back. They got the Jets. They can beat the Jets, but Jets are frisky. And they got the Rams. So their schedule is 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 pretty beefy. Uh, so they they have to stay on their game. They they're five and three right now, um, but they got to keep that same momentum because they're coming. They're getting ready to come up against some heavy hitters. Um, and but it was a good win for the Seahawks beating the Giants. Um, but the Giants, they're, they're still, they're still pretty good um, in terms of record. They're sitting at six and two and they're really fighting in that division. That, that NFC East is probably the best it's been in a long time in terms of, of uh, all like most of the teams being good. And even the commanders, commanders are at four and four, but they're not a they're not a pushover. They're they're finding ways to win games. It's hard, it, say what you will. It's hard to win a game in the NFL. Ask all those teams. Ask the Lions. Ask the Browns. Ask other teams that went one and and they only won one game in the season or or went oh it, it, or uh, went winless in the season. It's really hard um, to win a game in the NFL. Um, the Eagles haven't lost yet, um, and when you're on the roll, you're on the roll. But again, in that NFC East is pretty pretty crazy because you got the Eagles; they're seven and zero. You got the Commanders four and four. Giants are six and two. Um, the The Cowboys are six and two. <laughs> so it's like there there's a lot going on in that in, in that division, and there, there's and it's exciting to be able to see um, just how everybody like. Just the, the resurgence of that division, it was really it was really tough uh, for a lot of for a lot of years uh, with that. It was always brutal. Come whoever came out of that division, it was always a fight. But that 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 division is actually good, so that's what makes it exciting. And I think if you're a football fan, you want it, it, it's better when the NFC East is good. Because all four of those teams are marquee teams. People care about Washington. People care about New York. Uh, people care about about uh, Philly, and and uh, people care definitely care about Dallas because they're America's team. And so uh, we'll talk more when we come back right after this. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. 
Philly is flying high. They they get to play tonight, and uh, they'll they'll definitely beat the Texans. But uh, again, even last week, I mean, you know, Philly's Philly's awesome, and it doesn't look like anybody is slowing the Eagles down. They took care of business against the Steelers. Um, Jalen Hurts had another great game, and um, the Steelers just couldn't couldn't keep up. So that was a really good victory for the Eagles. Uh, they're they're staring at seven and zero, and they'll probably be eight and zero after tonight. Um, and then when you look at their schedule coming up, so they they're gonna beat the Texans. They get to play the Commanders, and that should be another win for them. Then it's Colts, Packers, um, Packers may be interesting depending on what shape the Packers are in um, on Thanksgiving. But if they're if they're playing like they've been playing, that's another win for the Eagles. The Titans, that's going to be an interesting one because we know how the Titans play. Again, they play ugly. They play smash mouth, but they hang, they, they hang around in these games. So they got Titans and they got Giants, Bears. They're, they're, I think they can beat the Giants and the Bears. I feel like their um, their big test will be the Cowboys again uh, in Dallas, and then they got to play the Saints. The Saints can score, but is it is going to probably be a shootout between them? But and then they play the Giants to end the season. So so there's a chance that they only take a couple of losses. Going forward, um, and it's not out of the realm of possibility that they can run the table and get a and get a uh, a perfect season. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. So we'll see what happens. But right now, the Eagles are looking really good, uh, really formidable. The only the only thing that will stand on their way would be themselves. And uh, the Niners, speaking of rolling, they got an upgrade with Christian McCaffrey, and it really showed when they played the Rams and, and they beat the Rams in L.A. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he he was able to utilize his weapons. McCaffrey was all over the place, and they don't have Debo yet. And so once they get Debo back, that's really going to solidify things because uh, he's a weapon. You can use him run or pass, and you can pretty much use Christian McCaffrey the same way. And so if if Jimmy G can actually not make mistakes and um then and and hopefully they can stay healthy and not get hurt, because then they can really do some damage because what it'll do, it'll take it'll take some heat off of Kittle because Kittle's that guy. He's like a Gronk type, you know. He's he's one of the best tight ends in the league, but you 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 don't want to have to rely on him all of the time, all of the time, and so that that's part of why he gets hurt. And then when we thought about Gronk, Gronk was a big part of that offense, and so they were just tagging Gronk when he was in New England, and then you know in Tampa. But um, with with Christian McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and uh, some of the other guys. Now you got you can take some of the heat off Kittle. He can do things. He can he can uh, it's, it's going to be hard to check like 
everybody on the field. So that allows Kittle uh, to be able to probably to do even more damage. But it's it was a good win for the Niners. They were they were in control throughout the whole game. And I mean, the Rams, they just. They 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 don't know. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're in control the whole game. First half, Rams were in control, but then they just let the Niners just have their way. <laughs> they scored twenty one unanswered in the second half, and it was just it it was toned turned on its head uh, from that moment. But um, Niners are looking good. There, I don't I don't want to say that they're that they're. Um, they're going to steamroll through everybody now, but they look really dangerous. The Bills and the Packers played Sunday night, and the Bills, they jumped all over Green Bay. I mean, that second quarter was just electric. Packers could not do anything to stop uh, the Bills offensively. Now, in the second half, the Bills only mustered three points, and part of that was because they were they were a little bit too sloppy with the ball. Josh Allen had two picks, and those were picks that he could have avoided. Um, I think he was he again he was just trying to do too much, and and then it turned out uh, those things you know bit him in bit him in the behind a little bit. Now, what what helps him? What he lucked up with is that they're not playing. The Packers of a couple years ago, because if he would have did that against that Packers team, then they might be looking at an L uh, because that that second half was really ugly, really sloppy, and they really couldn't do much. So they kind of dodged a bullet catching the Packers, catching a Packers team that is not who they used to be. So, but Bills again that that first half they did everything they needed to do to win. Packers they they have a hard time scoring, and again Rodgers and his receivers are not in seek in sync. They have a running game, but because you have Rodgers, the running game is takes a back seat to Rodgers. But the running game was working; it, it really was. And I think that that's kind of what helped get them back in this game in the second half. Um, but again, they just from a, a passing standpoint, they just don't have any, any uh, chemistry. Rogers doesn't have chemistry with these receivers and you can tell. So that is that um, commanders. They beat the Colts again. You look at the commanders. They're another one of these teams where it's like, how are they, what their record says they're four and four. I mean, they're middle of the pack They're You can't cross them off just yet um, because they, they find a way that they're beating the teams that they should beat. And I mean, they edge out the Colts Colts aren't really going anywhere. They got their, uh, their, their second string quarterback in it. They've, uh, they've benched Matt Ryan for the season. So I guess barring injury, uh, we won't see Matt Ryan again. But uh, the Commanders, they found a way to win this one. I, I, I don't think anybody outside of those fan bases watched it or cared about it. But Commanders are four and four, and you know they're they're still in some kind of hunt. So that'll be interesting. Um, again, the Titans they they beat the Texans. Ugly game, um, but they're five and two. This was a game that they should have won. It actually keeps them uh, with a, a a pretty good, sizable lead um, 
in that division. I don't think anybody's going to overtake them uh, unless something tragic happens. Uh, so they should they should be able to um, to win that. Now, the game that made me mad was this Lions game. Well, there are two: the Lions game and this Falcons game. Like those made me really mad <laughs> because the Lions had the game. And then they 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 gave it away to, to the Dolphins. And the Falcons had the game, and they almost blew it. They almost blew it. They were playing pretty good against the Panthers. Let them come back in the fourth quarter score 21 points. Um, they scored 13. They forced OT. And the they're lucky because the Panthers kicker misses. And then the Falcons get another opportunity, and then they they go ahead and and, and win it. But man, I, I picked the Falcons, and they almost they almost blew it. I don't like picking the Falcons anyway, but I want to get I want to take a chance on like oh yeah they should be able to beat the Panthers. Should is an understatement. Yeah, it was exciting. We had a lot of touchdowns, but at the same time. They they drive me crazy. It's like this, this game should not have been as difficult as it was. And then you look at the Lions, this team, they they the problem with the Lions is they come out all guns blazing in that first half and it's like, oh hey, the Lions, and then nothing in the second quarter. So it's like they scored 14 in the first quarter, they scored 13 in the second quarter. Uh, Dolphins, they got like 17 and a half. And then, and so it's 27, like they scored 27 points, but then they allowed the Dolphins to get 14 in the third, and then that was it. And so the Lions could do nothing in the second half of that ball game. And it's just, it's the Lions pattern. It's like they, they start out hot, but they don't know how to sustain it. They stop playing offense in the second half. Or the offense becomes so predictable that teams, they can adjust to what they're trying to do. And so this was another game. The Lions are sitting at 1-6. This is another game that the Lions should have won because they play hard. Their record doesn't show the effort that they're putting in, but they just can't seem to get out of their own way. And so th- this was another blown opportunity. Um, so you can definitely, we can definitely cross the lions off at this moment. Um, but man, it's, it's a shame yeah, because I felt like they, they had a chance to actually make a push given that their division isn't necessarily strong, uh, outside of Minnesota. So yeah, they, they, they blew a big one and this is, this is going to be a lo- another lost season, uh, for the lions. So, um, the, the the fan base is going to be annoyed and who knows more executives heads might roll. Um, but I, I was listening to uh, Michael Lombardi's podcast uh, and he was saying like things won't change until that, until that you, whoever they have in the office changes, like it, it's got to start up there, you know, as long as the owner, uh, doesn't get football guys around um, as long as the owners just sees it as a toy rather than take it, uh, the team seriously, it's going to stay like it is. And that's that. The Speaking of the Vikings, 
The Vikings, they they had they won a hard fought game against the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals are sloppy. Uh, they're three and five. They're I feel like they're better than their uh, their record says, um, but at the same time, their record is what their record is. And so the Vikings, they're six and one, and the Vikings feel like a strong six and one. Like it's it's believable that they. Um, that they have the record that they have. I, I struggle with seeing the Giants there because it's just like, man, what outside of Saquon, what do you guys really have? Um, but their defense is spectacular to hang in these games. But uh, with the Vikings, they just, they're, they're solid on both sides of the ball. And I think the, the Seahawks or the Vikings, I don't, if you get them in a playoff situation, I don't think the other teams want to play either of these teams because the Vikes and the Seahawks are are, are very dangerous and um, they can they can get points they can they can really um, play some good hard nosed football and, and they're they're tough out so got to keep up with them and you th- we would think that the Cardinals would be able to but they're out of sync there's something broken in Arizona. Now, speaking of broken, the Raiders got destroyed by the Saints. They got blanked, rather. They got shut out 24 to nothing uh, in New Orleans, in the Big Easy. Uh, Raiders couldn't get anything going. And again, Alvin Kamara, it was the Alvin Kamara show. Now, the thing about Alvin Kamara is while I think New Orleans recognizes that he's a good player. There also have been char- talks that they're trying to ship him, and um, and so it, it's this interesting, this interesting thing with with uh, with Alvin Kamara. Um, they they avoided shipping him out, but at the same time, it's just you you wonder how how happy he is uh, on the Saints, and so that that might be an interesting off season. Um, bit of news if the Saints unload him after this season. Now the Bears, they they uh they got ran over by the Cowboys. I actually thought this one was gonna be a little bit more competitive, but uh the Dallas they had their way and so now they stand at six and two again in that division that NFC East is 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 pretty uh pretty busy, pretty competitive and and as we get late into the season, those matchups are really going to be important. They're going to be slobber knockers to see who's going to come out of that NFC East and represent the uh, the division in um, you know going forward. So that that's the that's the division to keep an eye on is that NFC East because just there there's there's competitive fire in uh in every team in that division and that unless i was missing something um that is it was a, a recap uh, oh yeah broncos jags uh jags lose a tough one to the broncos i think um this was another game that was kind of like a must win for both teams to to stay relevant, um, and the Broncos needed the game more, especially with all the the talk being about Russ and and all the the heat that he's catching for uh, just I guess just being probably annoying. 
and we all we all love Russ. He's a good guy, um, you know. But it's just he. I feel like he's 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 bringing unnecessary attention to himself, and that that's what's creating uh, such annoyed feelings. And people want results. Uh, this wasn't what they want. This is wasn't what uh, Denver was hoping for when he signed with the team. So. Hopefully he can he can use this game as some momentum and you know get more in sync with the with the 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 receivers and but they they were able to get this win so Broncos are sitting at three and five as well now and that with that week eight has been recapped and so when we come back we'll talk week nine picks. Hi everybody, Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Okay, so we're looking at week nine, and ladies and gentlemen, we're pretty much we're we're at the halfway mark of the season because again the season ends week eighteen, so we are halfway through the NFL season, and um, we can we can I feel like at this point um, we have a good idea of of who we can take seriously um, versus teams that are pretty much dead in the water at this point. So you can kind of start to project a little bit. You you can start to project a little bit in terms of who who is a realistic shot to not just make the playoffs, but actually cause some problems. Now, starting with the, the still only undefeated team in the league, Eagles, they're playing the Texans tonight on Amazon Prime Video um, in NRG Stadium in Houston. And Texans are going to get beat down because I don't think they have anything that can stop that Eagles onslaught. They just come at you with so many different weapons. So, uh, And, and Jalen Hurts just has a cannon. <laughs> so they definitely let it fly in Philly. So uh, it's going to be fly. Eagles fly uh, tonight. And they'll they'll probably win at least by two touchdowns. I know the line um, is Philly by thirteen and a half. It's probably gonna get bigger than that, but yeah, 
So, tough break for the Texans. Feel bad for them. <laughs> I do. They have no chance against it. Well, not no chance, but chances are very slim at best. I mean, you always got a chance, but the 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 um the main thing is the strength of that chance, and that is what the Texans don't have. They don't have strength in the chance that they have. So on Sunday, we're starting out at one. No London game this week, uh, but we've got so we've got a full slate of uh, afternoon games, and we got the Chargers going to ATL to play the Falcons. This game is going to be interesting. Both teams need this win. Falcons are starting to 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 really build up some momentum in the NFC South. They're, they're hanging tough. If they can beat. The Chargers, I think that would go a long way to um, to help them be like just at least a fringe contender uh, for the playoffs. Now the Chargers, Chargers are really are really banged up injury wise. It's not that they can't score, but I, I think that's that's pretty much what this game is going to be about. I don't think eighty, but neither team, excuse me, neither team plays defense really well. So it's it's gonna be a shootout. Um, as much as I want to go char- uh, Chargers, I'm gonna actually go with the Falcons again. They almost they almost uh, drove me crazy. They almost blew it last week, but I'm gonna I'm, because of the Chargers and uh, their health concerns. I'm gonna go with the Falcons on this one. We'll see what happens. Bears. Hosting the Dolphins. This is another one that's going to be fun. We got Tua versus Justin Fields. Uh, you know, young guns going at it. And I like the um hmm. I like the Dolphins in this one. I because Tyreek Hill is healthy and uh Tua's playing okay, I, I think that that'll be uh, difficult for the Bears to deal with. And since they traded away Roquan Smith, they they don't have that that defensive firepower that they need. So um, that that's another reason why I'm going to go Dolphins on this one because they they traded Roquan right at the time the Dolphins are coming to town. They 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 would have needed Roquan, but that is that, and the Dolphins will win this game. Panthers going to Cincy to play the Bengals. Bengals coming off a tough loss to the Browns. The uh, the Browns just seem to have their number, which is a strange thing to say because for so long everybody's had our number. Like we couldn't beat anybody, uh, <laughs> but for so, it's like we're for some reason the Bengals can't solve us right now, which is a good thing, especially because they're in our division and it keeps us in pace with them. But they need to they need to win. They need to beat the Panthers if they're going to stay. If they're going to uh, to to keep up with Baltimore because Baltimore is starting to pull away a little bit in that in that AFC North. So it is really it's a two team race between the Bengals and the and the uh, and the Ravens. And so far, Ravens are winning. So, but I'm going to go Bengals on a Sunday, and they'll get to five and four. That should keep them in line. Now we got the speaking of line, we got the Lions. They're hosting the Packers and. Lions, they just they they really struggle against the Packers, and I don't see this this uh, being any different. The Packers are coming in needing 
a win. And so it they're they're going to have to really be on their P's and Q's and play even more desperate than they have been in the past. Aaron Rodgers has had a really good record against the Lions and I don't think he wants to 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 uh to taint that record uh, again like any any um like he doesn't want to mess up that momentum so he's going he wants to continue to add to that record just like he he loves playing the Bears because he says he owns them. I also believe he owns the Lions too. And I'm going to go with the Packers on this one um, in Detroit. So, again, it's not that the Lions can't play, but they just they can't get out of their own way. And Packers need this win, so I think they're going to come out serious and they're going to play hard and, and get the W. The Colts are playing the Patriots. On uh the the Sunday as well, man. This this matchup, probably when Peyton Manning was playing and Tom Brady and Tom Brady was on the Patriots. This was the this would have been a marquee circle circle it game. But now it, it's it's really only a game that you that you'll watch if you're a Patriots fan or a Colts fan, or if if you're a casual fan and you just like the Patriots, <laughs> then you'll watch it. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see this. It's in Foxborough, so it's like the crowd will be jumping. They 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 have a really cool uh really cool state like uh, crowd. I, I like Patriots fans. It's like they're they're fun and the, the music at the stadium is always good. So they they should have a blast, and I think the Patriots will beat the Colts uh, if they play smart. Um, so the Patriots have been very sloppy this year, but they 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 figured out a way to win games. I feel like they should be able to beat the Colts. The Bills playing the Jets now. This game isn't necessarily a runaway for the Bills. The Jets are frisky. This is an AFC East matchup. Uh, rivalry game and both teams are doing pretty good. Jets are five and three. Uh, they're going to be hosting the Bills at MetLife. Bills coming in six and one, but they they had a sloppy. They they were dumb in the first half. Again, they had a sloppy first second half in that Green Bay Packers game. And so, if, if the Jets can actually uh, like play some good some good football, they may be able to catch the Bills sleeping. But if the Bills are serious, if they're paying attention, if they come in and and, and they're uh, trying to be efficient, they'll take down the Jets. And I'm going to pick the Bills to win this one because they should win it um, on the road against the Jets. The Vikings and the Commanders. Going to go Vikings here. Um, Again, the Commanders are that. How are they 4-4 team? (laughs) But... I don't think that they'll be able to match up against the Vikings. And so I'm expecting a Minnesota victory. The Raiders and the Jaguars. This is a, this is a yuck game. Unless you're really invested in the Raiders. Um, Neither team. I think you can really look at them to, to, uh, to make a a big time splash. And I think, I feel like uh, both teams are out of the playoff picture. Um, But Raiders, Raiders, they they like to bomb it, so I, I feel like they might be able to get back on the right foot against the Jags. Uh, I'm not expecting much from the Jaguars, but they they're at least playing with a little bit more heart 
than they than they played with in, in past seasons. So I'll give the Jags that, but the Raiders should win this game to get them to three and five. This is going to be a fun game. We got Seahawks versus Cardinals. Um, we got that. That's going to be NFC West matchup. And it's kind of important. Seahawks, they got to keep momentum going because they're, they're trying to make their case for the playoffs as the dark horse. And the Cardinals, they're trying to fight for relevancy. They're, they're getting left in the dust and they really only have themselves to blame. So if they drop this game, they'll be three and six. And it's very difficult to, um, to, to work your way into the playoffs to, uh, when you get three and six. So. There's a lot of things that have to happen uh, for them to kind of to to get back into the groove of things. So they they're they're hosting the Seahawks. So they they really need a win if they're going to keep pace. And the Seahawks they're trying to stay hot. So they'll be looking to take down the Cardinals. This should be a good back and forth game. We got Geno versus Kyler. Looking forward to it. Another good one is Rams Buccaneers. This will probably be the one that everybody's watching because you got Matt Stafford versus Tom Brady. Both teams aren't playing that well. Um, the Bucks and the Rams are underachieving for different reasons. For different reasons, uh, both teams are um, are constructed poorly. I think the Buccaneers are just old, um, and the Rams they just they don't they they only have so many. Like outside of their their uh their marquee players, they really don't have much um to like much much weaponry, much firepower. So things are going to be interesting in this game. I want to say that the Buccaneers win this one because Cooper Cup is going to be out. I know that's Stafford's safety blanket or well, security blanket, and so it'll be interesting to see how um how he figures out a way around that um against this Bucks team and so and Tom and, and of course Tom Brady the Bucks they're looking for a win because that it's just this season hasn't gone their way. Um but they gotta do something. So both teams are gonna be desperate. It's gonna be in Tampa. I'm gonna give the edge to the Bucks. The line is three in favor I think is uh is minus three. Um, but I think uh, people are looking for Tampa uh, to to wait to win this one, but it could honestly go either way. So if the Rams win, I'm not surprised. But the Bucks, I- I'm going to go with them on this one. And Sunday night football on NBC. This is a good one. We got Titans going to KC to play the Chiefs. In November, this one's going to be interesting. So um, both teams, something to prove. Both teams playing pretty well. Um, Both teams need this win for their prospective divisions in the AFC. So it's going to be Derrick Henry versus Patrick Mahomes. We got to see who comes out on top. It's going to be a a fun game. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. Just because I feel like they're uh, they're the better team, but the Titans are a team that likes to grind others down, and I feel like if the Chiefs don't play smart football, the Titans will just run all over them, and they'll win. It'll be ugly, but they'll win. Uh, and the the Chiefs need this again. The Chiefs need to win this game. 
uh, so that they can keep pace. Uh, but uh, the Titans are definitely capable of winning it. Should be a fun one to watch. I'm looking forward to it. And then Monday Night Football. <laughs> we got Ravens, Saints. This one's going to be a fun one, too, because the Saints, even though they're three and five, Saints are exciting. They're they're fun to watch because they they're gonna put up points, they're they're gonna score like they're gonna find a way to get in the end zone. Um, and their their offense is electric. Ravens, we all we all know you know Lamar is big time. But again, this is this is Lamar's prove yourself year. You you all you talked about pay me, and I need to, you know y'all need to to give me the check and everything. Even though they beat my Browns, they didn't look very convincing <laughs> playing the Browns. And people are talking it's like, okay, Lamar, you, we we gotta see it. You want it, but we gotta see it. Lamar. Lamar's going to, again, I said this last podcast, Lamar's going to get paid by what he does in the postseason, by what he does in the playoffs. That's what he's going to get paid for. If they don't make the playoffs, he shouldn't get paid. If they don't get past the first round, he shouldn't get paid. If he stinks it up, I want to say this, if he stinks it up in the second round, if they get past the first round, he should not get paid because for the the expectations for Baltimore and the expectations are Lamar are for Lamar are that he's, he's championship caliber. And so, but he's got to sniff it to truly say that he's worth that because after a while, I mean, you can look at it as like, yeah, talent is great, but I mean, if you can't win when it counts, then that puts a limit on what your talent can do. Um, the, the benefit and the blessing of talent is that it leads to wins. But if if his talent doesn't lead them to wins, then it, it in crucial games and important games and important situations, uh, then it makes no sense to pay him that money. And they may have to look elsewhere to see who's the, who their leader uh, will be. Um I know it's probably unpopular, but I would say that if they can't if they can't make the playoffs this year or at the latest next year, um, they should probably trade Lamar Jackson um, or just let him walk. Like if, if if things don't go and he's saying, hey, I want that and they, they should just play hardball and say, nope, we're not paying you that. Uh, you can either accept what we're going to pay you or you can walk. And if he walks. I feel like even though that might set Baltimore back a little bit, it's the right thing. Because when you look at teams, I feel like in football, you're hanging on to a quarterback too long can actually start to to um, to be a bad thing. I feel like that's what happened with um because they get outside of their window. That's what happened with Staff. It almost happened with Stafford because he hung around in Detroit a couple of years too long. And it almost messed him up in terms of being able to win a Super Bowl. I, but I'm happy that he won in L.A. because it was just it was a perfect setup. He had everything. It, it was a perfect storm of, of good things taking place and they were able to win. But um Lamar doesn't have that like part of this is on Baltimore because 
you have this talent with Lamar, but you're not putting all, key offensive pieces around him from a receiving perspective that that makes that makes uh, folks look at the Ravens as really dangerous. So it it is pretty much on Lamar to to make things happen, uh, but. So so I give Baltimore Brass some some blame for that one but if you're if you're grading Lamar we got to grade Lamar on what he does in the in the uh in the playoffs not the regular season he's got to get to the playoffs um but if he's talking about pay me you got to you got to get to the AFC championship my guy <laughs> or or get to the Super Bowl. At least sniff it. At least get close. Um, at least represent the conference in the championship. If you can't do that, then you can't. You might as well put the sign down, and you know you can't justify getting paid like that. So that's my two cents on that one. I don't know how popular that is, but hey, <laughs> that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. So that's a week. Nine picks. Um, did I pick this one? I didn't pick um, the the winner between Ravens and Saints. I, I picked the Ravens. This is going to be Ravens um, that I'm going to go with because they need it. They they need it. They the Bengals are are catching up with them, and so they got to keep pace so they can um, they can win that division. And again, Lamar has the most to prove out of any other quarterback and and. And quite frankly, probably any other player in the in the uh, the NFL uh, this year, he's got the most to prove. He's got the most to lose. So he's got to win. He he can't afford to have a a, a, a miss up. A, well, a, a misstep. I said a miss up. <laughs> oh, that was funny. All right. So those are the picks. We'll come back. We're gonna do some assorted takes. Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site pick it up read it to your little ones teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way Okay, wow, we're talking baseball. Talking a little bit of baseball, but that's because it's the World Series. So um, we're we're looking at Game Five. Philly, they 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 blew an opportunity uh, last night, and now the series is all tied up. Uh, and so it's the Astros are going to be in Philly and tonight. And um, I feel like. There, there's a chance that this might shift Houston's way. Verlander's gonna be on the mound. Verlander's dangerous. He's 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 gonna be. Um, I would I would say that Verlander's a, a Hall of Fame, uh, you know, pitcher. He's he's he, he's big time, and that 
if, if, if he wins, I think this um, this game, use game fives again in any sport, whether that's basketball um, or probably hockey um, or any any uh, sport that that has like a, a seven game series like this. Game five is pivotal because it, it 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 really does shift things. So regardless of how those other four games went, a lot of times whoever wins game five is gonna win um, the the series. So uh, with Verlander on the mound, that that really does um, challenge the Phillies. They're gonna have to play their best game. They're at home. The the crowd will be behind them, uh, but they're they're gonna have to to play their A game. If they let Verlander, uh, you know, just strike them out. Or, or uh, put them in positions where there's a lot of pop flies and things of that nature, then the the series is going to shift in the Astros' favor. I, now, I don't have a dog in this race, so because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, I would watch in the season, so it's you know, I, I don't really care um, about the outcome. Now, I will say that if I was to pick, I, I want the Phillies to win. I, I, I'm happy when when good things happen for Philadelphia. I just I am. It's you know it's I, I, I'm um, I'd probably never never visit um, unless there was a um, something I really wanted to see. I might want to maybe I might want to visit if I want to just try an authentic Philly cheesesteak. But there's really nothing that um, that um, at least not yet anyway that would lead me to to go to Philly. Like there's no business ventures yet. Uh, that would lead me there. Now, if somebody says, "Hey, we want you to do this in Philly," you know, pick up a check or something like that. And then, okay, but um, but I, I I'm, I'm I'm happy for Philadelphia fans. Um, I'm glad that they're that they're experiencing a really good uh, period where like the Eagles are good and the uh, the the Phillies are in the World Series. Um, and even with their Sixers, even with, even though, and we're gonna get to it, even though uh, we got some bad news about James Harden, um, the fil- the 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 Sixers are relevant, and uh, they haven't always been relevant. So um, I'm I'm happy for uh, for uh, that that you know that fan base, but again, this is gonna be a big one. So if the Phillies can 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 hold off the Astros and Verlander, then. They've got a good shot at winning this series. And so that is my baseball take. Again, we're uh, next year. Um, I'll, I'll be a little bit more committed to to baseball. Uh, we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what happens um, now. Shifting to the NBA, a lot of crazy stuff happened. So we Steve Nash got fired, um, which in all honesty, it had to happen because <laughs> Nash is he 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 wasn't a good coach, and in truth, he had no business getting that job. He had no coaching experience before then, and that team is was. Uh, had championship aspirations and so whenever you have a team that has championship aspirations you want experience 
at the coaching, you know, in, in coaching. You want you need an experienced head coach. You need a coach that that's been there before that that that's coached in the playoffs, that's coached in the finals and maybe won the finals. You know, um, you you want somebody that's seasoned, that's proven. And for them to to pick Nash, it was more of a splash pick. It was it was it was uh, it was sexy. It was oh Steve Nash. People love Steve Nash, and so it, he got that off of his name with the hope that that it was going to um, to amount to something great. And because it, you had Kyrie and KD on the same team, it was like, the, and they, you know, of course, Kyrie with the infamous, uh, we don't really need a coach. In some ways, I mean, that's probably how um, those who are massively talented feel in basketball. Um, basketball is different from football in the sense that while, yes, you it's a team sport and and you have and everybody has their role you have a little bit more control over how the game goes um and everything doesn't have to 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 be in alignment for you to be able to make an impact in the game and swing it um in football even though we see the the uh, you know we look at the quarterback and and a wide receiver or running back as as the stars and the key, that offensive line plays a huge role. And so be is like and and schemes matter and blocking assignments, all these different assignments and and, and routes and, and and things of that nature. Um, you know, seeing holes. You know, being able to read. You know, all all those different things. There's a lot that has to go right in order to get a successful play in football. There's a lot that has to go right to get a first down. There's a lot that has to go right to get a touchdown. There there are um, defensive breakdowns that have to happen. There's defensive systems. There's things that the defense has to be able to read. So it's just, again, in football, there's a lot of moving parts going on. There's a lot of things that have to go right um, for for success to happen. And it and you can have you, you just because you have named players doesn't always mean that you'll be able to to be formidable in football. And, and we can see that this year. There's a lot of interesting uh, parity between big names, but struggling records in in the NFL this year. Um, and in baseball, I feel like it's even it's even more crazy there. There's a lot more luck <laughs> that's involved with baseball, and again, there's so many different positions and players that have to that have to um, to fulfill their role in order for things to go well. So um, there's there's a lot more nuance. Uh, you go in hockey or soccer. There's a lot more nuance uh, with with the team sports, you know, dynamic to where is you can't just roll out something is like okay we're gonna win because you know of this one of this one person now um and basketball that's where you it it is going to be a little bit more star focused because if you've got that transcendent talent like a lebron james or a steph curry or a Giannis antetokounmpo um, or going back in time, you know, Magic, Michael, Wilt, Kareem, <laughs> you know, uh, 
guys like that, it you 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 you're so busy trying to game plan and they control so much of the uh of the the aspect of how the game is played it creates so many mismatches um that one star can have a major impact on things if you got a guy um like how wilt was who can just who can average 50 (laughs) and 20 it's hard to stop that like i mean when shaq when you look at shaq shaq was just hard he was alone because of the type of guy that he was you weren't stopping that on the basketball court um very rarely were you able to stop that but when he was in this prime it wasn't nothing you could do when if you get if he got uh you know in the lane is just you just had to just get back down court you weren't gonna stop him from dunking on your head it just wasn't gonna happen so <laughs> with basketball it's a little different and getting back to Steve Nash he never he never was a good fit for the job he didn't deserve the job there were there were better uh, coaches that um that that should have been considered for that job. Um, and, but they went with Nash and it ended in a, in a train wreck. And, um, now they're, they're, they're picking up Ime Udoka, uh, who was in the finals last year with Boston, but was let go because of, uh, conduct things. Um, that, I think that actually is going to really change the culture because, what what Udoka expects from and what he's going to demand from those guys is, is totally different than what Nash uh, Nash's expectations and his demands of those guys are going to be. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. Um, and yes, it, it had it this this uh this stint with the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie and KD it proves that yes you do need a coach you can't just okay we got stars let's roll out the basketball and hoop and and uh we don't have to we don't need plays we don't need strategy we just we you know I'm Kevin Durant I'm I'm uh I'm Kyrie Irving you know we we got some other stars that that maybe uh used to be big time but they can but their names it's like you can't just do that you can't just <laughs> it's not like that and the NBA is changing as well because we can look at and what's going on with that? I mean, LeBron and the Lakers, they're they're struggling. I mean, they they won their second game. They're on a two-game winning streak, but they started out 0-5. So for the Lakers, even with all that name talent, you can't just roll out a basketball and just, oh, we got this game because the the NBA is really key on depth and if if you don't have at least seven guys, like six or seven guys that can put the ball in the basket and get you 10 to 15, you're not going to do well in today's NBA because there's a lot more skill uh, in the league and guys can make shots and at a higher rate and get down the and get down the court faster. So it's like the game is getting faster and faster. But the shooting touch uh, on on a lot of uh, teams where we would think, oh, they don't really have anybody. But when you look at the at the stat sheet, 
It's like, whoa, they had 15. Whoa, they had 20. They contribute this. I know such and such had 30, but whoa, how they how they get that? And so again, it's a skill thing. The shooting touch has improved. Um, and so you can't just now now you can't just hang your hat on the fact that oh, we have a star. That star has to have a squad of guys who can get buckets too, and that that's what's happening to the Lakers because outside of Russ and Brian and AD, it is a struggle for them to get the ball in the basket. Now they they figured something out. Russ is coming off the bench, um, it, which is great because I mean they that's where they really need that an anchor because. LeBron had to stay in the game for them to even have a chance. But now if you put Russ on the on the second team, he can be the leader. He can do Russ things and he can attack and he can play the uh, uh, style of basketball that is is more is more Russ centric. And that opens up a lot of different um, of different options. And, so, and it also puts some heat on other teams. Now, if they can get another piece that they can interchange in the uh, first and second unit, then that is going to make the Lakers a tougher out. But their main thing is they got to shoot better. Uh, they're they're really shooting ugly. They uh, just like last year that that was their Achilles heel: uh, shooting bad, shooting and turnovers. Um, I don't know if I said this before in the last podcast, but I, I'm going to say it again: LeBron and Russ, and I'm going to even say AD. Though the big three in LA. They need to be on a three-pointer pitch count. <laughs> like LeBron, you get four three-pointers. That that's all you get. You, you know, make them or miss them. That, that's all you get. You gonna you gonna get in the lane. You gonna get in the paint. Uh, AD, you got three three-pointers. Your your uh, hit AD is a mid-range masterpiece that that's where he's always made his bones is he'll kill you with that mid-range shot you look up and it's like how does ad have 40 because his mid-range game was just so dynamite and i mean again with his height it's hard to stop that but that that was his that was his thing of course he did his thing in the paint but that mid-range shot that was all day for him, and that was that was one of the things that made him elite. And then you got Russ. Russ's game is is going to the hole. Is is attacking. Is putting pressure on in in that front court, um, and may, and, and putting them that uh the big men into uh precari- precarious positions. Uh, that that was Russ's game. Attack. You know he he'll wear you down. He'll grind you down. Uh, and they need that on that second team because he is a really good passer. And because he'll he he does have some vision, he can dish to other guys. And as we saw in that other game, he's able to make some really good dishes, and they were able to get the W. That now they they almost lost it, and, and I honestly feel like they they deserved to lose that one because they were doing well, and then they just let the Pelicans come all the way back in it. But their bench players finally stepped up, made some shots. And so we'll see what happens. But um, again, this league, you can't just rely on, oh, we got such and such. No, you need a squad now. <laughs> and and, and um, that that's that's an amazing I mean that that that's just how the league is going. So, um, but and then with Kyrie with the you know the anti-Semitic stuff going on. 
and you know it and the Kyrie thing is linked to the to the Kanye thing I don't want to get into it because quite frankly it's none of my business <laughs> all all I know is you just you gotta think before you speak and and, and things like that you, you try not to offend any people group unnecessarily um, there are times where if there's some um, if there's some injustice going on and um, you know then then you have to speak out but it I just feel like in this case Kanye he and I, I wouldn't try to talk about Kanye I just I, I get what he was trying to imply but at the same time, it's just there's a time to say these things and there's a there's a place to say these things. I just I personally don't think it was the right time or place um, to to make the comments that he made in the way that he made them. And it's like that doesn't mean that what he's saying may not have does have some some uh some truth to it uh, when you look deeper you'd be surprised who you know what what cultures control certain things in this world um and and so to me that's that that is a real thing that if you if we were to examine we see okay well this you know this 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 people group controls this this people group controls that um but it's just the way it, he went about it, it 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 came off as abrasive and it offended people and and whenever whenever you open your mouth and you form your words and they and they're offensive you got to pay you know that there's there's some consequences to that and so um and then Kyrie didn't help by what he posted again Yes, we live in America, and America is all about free speech. The free speech means that the government can't sue you, <laughs> but that don't mean your fellow American can't sue you. Uh, that don't mean that you won't have consequences to deal with from someone else. And so, again, yes, we have freedom of speech, but that that doesn't mean that you that is that you you shouldn't think before you speak. Think about what you'll lose. Think about the ramifications. Kanye lost a lot of a lot of business a lot of bread now whether it was strategic or not is is up for debate i don't know him and i don't talk to him some people say it was a good thing uh, to get out on some of them deals some people say oh what, what was going on um but at the same time again that that that's his business that's that's Kyrie's business it's just the only reason we talk we we it is a topic of discussion is because as a basketball fan, it's like it's it is part of the he, he made it. He put it into the basketball universe. And so now we have to address it. <laughs> but again, Kyrie is just he he's an enigma. I don't know what an omnist is, but that's what he called himself. Um, but I mean, it's just it's weird now. I do know that he uh, he struggled in this last game, so he's gonna need to talk less and ball more. Donovan Mitchell has been playing pretty good, and so um, I'm I'm happy that he's in Cleveland. He's given them some electricity, um, and so I'm, I know it's still early in the season, but it is cool to see 
what he's brought to the city. So, uh, and he's, he's keeping my, my Cavs relevant. So I'm happy for him. And, um, it's just what they needed also. Then we, this was the thing that I wrote down. I, um, I would love to see Giannis versus Luca in the NBA finals this year. Like that is what I want to see. I want to see that matchup. I think Luca's ready for that. Um, and I think, uh, Giannis has something to prove as well. And I want to see who comes out on top. Um, it, it'll be a great year for it. And I, I think it would be box office. I think a lot of people would tune in. So um, both teams are doing OK. Um, but I, I really do think that um, that that would be a, a really good NBA finals matchup. Hopefully it happens. Um, but then, you know, now we got um, coming up this Saturday we got WWE Crown Jewel, and that one's gonna be a fun one. Um, it's gonna be it's the uh, the Saudi the Saudi Arabia uh, pay per view, so they're gonna be in Jeddah. I know there's some um, there's some there's some high alertness to where there might be an impending attack in Saudi Arabia, so we gotta keep ourselves spoil. Uh, we gotta keep ourselves. Uh, Posted on uh, how that's going to go, uh, but they've got a pretty good card, and so of course the um, we got Lashley versus versus Brock. That one's going to be a good one, even though Triple H said it was it was off. I, I, I think he'll probably put it back on. Uh, <laughs> we got the OC against Judgment Day in the six man tag, um, and. We got uh, the monster battle. We got Omos versus uh, Braun Strowman. That one's going to be fun. I believe we've got Drew versus Karrion Cross again. Um, and we've got Bianca versus Bailey. And we've got the, the tag champs, Blisson and Asuka versus uh, versus Damage Control with Dakota uh, Kai and EO Sky. So it's going to be a pretty good, a pretty good uh, setup. And oh, oh, yeah, we also got the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. Uh, that's going to be fun. And now the uh, the Cross McIntyre match is going to be inside a steel cage. So that's going to be fun. And of course, last uh, but not least, uh, we got Roman versus Logan Paul. You know, I think Roman wins, but that match is probably going to um gonna be surprising i think logan's the real deal um he he's pretty exciting um and it'll it'll be fun to put him up against roman and if they because they they are putting him up against roman that that means that they they believe that he has something to offer so that's gonna be a fun one of course if i'm gonna pick gotta go with the tribal tree the the tribal chief he's not losing that um and because again, they're as, as as exciting as Logan Paul is, he, he's not the guy that's going to that's going to take down the chief. It's somebody else that has to take down the chief. But it's definitely going to be fun. And of course, I'm looking forward to seeing how Sami Zayn plays into this as well. So as the honorary oofs. <laughs> so that is the podcast for today. I want to thank everybody for listening. I appreciate it. And until next time, stay blessed, stay strong. Peace out. <laughs>